This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Join today at thrivemarket.com slash no meat to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. This episode is also brought to you by Coda. Coda is a new kind of document that brings words, data, and teams together. It comes with a set of building blocks that anyone can combine to create a doc as powerful as an app. To have your team join free and get started working together, go to coda.io slash no meat and sign up today. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Doug, what are your uh, what are your plans for the big game on Saturday night? The big game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, our our state's MLS team that is having their debut home game. Oh, you're not going to be at it. <laughs> I had no clue what you were talking about. Gosh. Ah, well, that's a exciting. major sport. That's, it's major sport. Yeah, that is. That's a big, big thing. Charlotte. What is it, Charlotte FC? Charlotte FC. Yes. Uh, well, that's exciting. I assume you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm a season ticket holder of Charlotte FC, which is the first time I've ever owned actual season tickets. I've had with baseball with the Orioles back in the day. I had like a, I don't know, mini mini pack thing where we had like 13 uh-huh. games or something. Sure. And they were like in, the Orioles were terrible then. And <laughs> I mean, they, they there was all this hype that they would be good maybe, but then they just got horrible. So as soon as football season started... Everyone hated having to go to these Royal games on Sundays. <laughs> so like, we, like eight of my friends bought this row, and then we just stopped stopped going. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes, I'll be at the at the first match. They're, I think they're trying to set a record for to make it the highest attended MLS game ever. Uh, it's, wow! It's Is in it the Panthers biggest stadium. I don't know if it's the biggest stadium. It might be. It's probably the biggest shared, or it's probably either one or two. Atlanta United is similar because they're also owned by. The, the football team owner, just like the Carolina yep. Panthers owner, also owns Charlotte FC. Uh, so because of that, they share stadium, so they have you know a football sized stadium for mm-hmm. a soccer game. So they, I'm sure they won't fill it most weeks, but uh, <clears throat> but for this first one, I think they're they're trying to get seventy five thousand, which maybe that would be the record beating Atlanta. I'm not sure, but it would be pretty near the capacity of the stadium. So it should be really fun. Uh, it should be a crazy environment. It actually actually not their first game. They played a game. Last Saturday against DC United, your old team. I'm sure you I'm sure you know those results since you since you followed that <laughs> so closely. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, uh, so it's funny you say that. Well, I don't mean to cut you off. Finish, finish first. No, I don't. I mean they they lost three nothing in their first game against or three nil, I should say, uh, to DC United. But they actually looked a lot better than that. It was some. It was a few little calls that, that didn't go their way. So we are looking forward to uh, hosting LA Galaxy on Saturday. Oh, how's LA Galaxy? I feel like they're good. They have Maybe a couple not. famous players. They have this new guy, Douglas Costa, who came over from Juventus, this Brazilian player. Uh, so that'd okay. be cool to see him. And another guy, too. So, I don't know. I think I think they're probably good. Um, I've only been to one uh, professional soccer game. Mm-hmm. And, or U.S. I've been to... So I've been to some country i don't like i don't even know that i don't even know like the names of the categories but i've seen like u.s play costa rica and i saw u.s play germany okay um wow it's pretty big but pretty i big only games. went to i only went to one dc united game mm-hmm. and uh and so dc united and actually those games too were played in rfk stadium yep and uh, which is the old redskins stadium back before they moved fedex field um and uh Ed, have you ever been there yeah, I've been to. I was at some con- festival concert things there, and then I also went to a DC United game there. Okay, maybe we were there at the same time. <laughs> it, it's possible. <laughs> that stadium is a mess. <laughs> it was so bad, and uh, you know the DC. I mean, I think this is probably the case with all uh, all soccer teams, professional soccer teams, and even semi pro teams. Probably, but, you know, they have uh, their mega fans that bring lots of drumming and. Uh, jump up and down, have their chance and everything. And the whole stadium would just feel like it was going to collapse. Cause man, that thing was so old <laughs> right, and in right. such bad shape. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was quite the experience, but, um, but that's cool. And, uh, we actually just bought tickets to, um, to visit my sister for uh, DC United Atlanta FC, uh, game. 
Atlanta United mm-hmm. and versus DC United game uh, later this summer. Wow. There you go. Look at you getting into the soccer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I'm excited. Did the whole family have season tickets? Are you all four going to go? No, we just got two. Uh, you know, for whoever wants to go, I figure I'm holding, holding my son is he plays in Charlotte FC's like youth academy thing. So that's that was a big driver for us. Was thinking that we'd get this thing that he's in and assumed he would usually be going, but then either my wife or I would go with him. Uh, mm-hmm. But certainly there'll be days when when he doesn't go because he has a game, or whatever, and my daughter will go. But but anyway, all of us are going to this one because they're you know they're trying to fill it. So be and everyone wanted to go to the first game. So we got <clears throat> some seats that are not as good as the season tickets and two of us will go sit in those and then we'll switch off with the good ones um, for the rest do you uh how many games how many games does the do they play matches i believe believe they play around 40 matches and half of them are home games okay so about 20 games that's quite a few games for you to go to as a season ticket holder yeah i'm sure we won't go to all and probably not nearly all but you can sell your tickets if you can't you uh-huh. put them on Ticketmaster or whatever. So should uh, well if, we'll if, see how it if Holden's out. ever uh, got a game and and you're around and want to want some company, you let me know. Okay, I thought I thought for some reason you were gonna you think Holden never wanted to go, and I didn't feel like it to let you know. So that no. you, so that, you <laughs> no. no, that might be a little weird if I was t- <laughs> taking your son to. to yeah, no, I was, no, I was, I I was you know. suggesting you take me, Matt. Yes. I was wanting you to invite me to the game so well, that we could hang out for months. Maybe I'll do it. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh anyway anyway so that's the news that's what's going on this week in charlotte um yeah i guess we should get to our topic for today doug yeah which is a little a little different than we've done before we in the past we've revisited blog posts and kind of updated them in fact we made i think we made one called 21 weird things we do now that we're vegan. we made a podcast episode called that i think mm-hmm. is that correct sounds right yeah and we and this this was based on the the i don't want to say famous because it's not really famous but this uh post called the 17 weirdest things i do now that i'm vegan uh it's a post i wrote back in 2012 for no meat athlete and it was uh the first and i'd say almost one of the only like viral posts that no meat athlete had where it was just like all this unexplained traffic was hitting the site and i didn't know why and i still don't really know why it just got shared everywhere um just you know right right style of post for the internet at that time i guess and and where veganism was but anyway so we we did a podcast episode who knows 2015 maybe 2016 i don't know where we just kind of did we went through these and then we talked we added a few new ones um but we were talking about this in in our um our company slack thing the other day about how we wanted to do some more apparently this stuff is blowing up on tiktok like people kind of just making fun of themselves and you know joking about the weird things they do uh as vegans mm-hmm. and we figured i don't know might be fun to revisit this because it's it's really changed like i went through this post it is it's dated and and weird stuff now like it's yeah, <laughs> man, it is exactly. it is quite dated yeah. yeah and so that's why it's actually interesting to do this because it's 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 not like we're just adding on to a post that we know is good and we'll just repeat the same ideas and add something it's like most of these things are just strange i don't know they're just like for me when i read this it's like First of all, I recognize that I was in a totally different place with plant-based diet and like healthy eating journey at that point. Um, and I have moved far beyond that for better or for worse in some ways, both. Um, but like the whole plant-based movement is just so different from this too. Wait, that's, that's the big thing is like how different, mm-hmm. how obscure some of the things that I was doing were compared to what the modern equivalent of them is. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I figured we could run through quickly just what the 17 items are without, without going into them. Uh, and then, then we'll get into our, our new modern day version. All right, let's do it. All right. So here we go. Um, number one, live microwave free. Two, hand grind our coffee. Three, have a freezer full of broccoli stems and strawberry tops. Four, drink weird ass smoothies. Five, use pink salt. Six, wear trail shoes everywhere. Seven, dehydrate things. Eight, Run with dates. Nine, make tons of stuff from scratch. Ten, buy everything else. Amy's, Annie's, Bob's, Tom's, Bragg, or Bronner's. Eleven, put tofu, avocados, and black beans in desserts. Twelve, live with very little stuff. Thirteen, eat weird pastas. Fourteen, drink kombucha. Fifteen, sprout things and buy sprouted things. Sixteen, live in Asheville. And seventeen, eat weird foods. Period. Because 
there was all this all these weird foods were mentioned but i never really said like that's the real thing is that it's i'm eating back then i was eating things like tempeh quinoa hemp seeds spelt tamari miso and even kale and tofu which weren't that weird to me but a few years ago would have been so um yeah so that's that's what it looked like then as you can hear it is they're strange uh, obscure kind of things but at the time it was this is what people were doing and what resonated because like i said it was such a popular post <laughs> so um where do we where do we begin doug with updating well, should we should we hit on a couple? So I have a couple new ones uh, that are not mentioned here. Okay. Um, but but should we hit on some of the ones that we want to update here? The ones that stand <laughs> out to us as uh, as not really relevant to us anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and so, we should clarify. You wrote this. I didn't have any part in writing this. This was your list, right, not mine. True. But um, yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't know how interested people will be in in like the the. I don't know if the meta of this is the right word or not, but like, like I, I had hand grind our coffee as one, which I guess had to do with being vegan. Like to me, it was like all about like that we were making stuff on our own. It was like we lived on the, on the farm and ground our own coffee. It just felt like that we didn't actually live on a farm, but it felt like we were, you know, <laughs> going back, living off the land type of thing. Um, uh-huh. That's what it was about. But now in hindsight, I realized that I was doing that because this whole, that third wave coffee boom was happening and, and is still right. happening, but that was the beginning of it. So like no one, vegans included, would have been grinding their coffee back in 1985, but mm-hmm. it, it it was happening. So now like I have all this coffee apparatus and, and all this stuff, and it's not at all weird that someone would have a hand grinder for their coffee because that's what you might want to do. Maybe not on an everyday basis, but it, you know, if you want to have a, a burr grinder and you want to have it while you're camping, then you would have a hand grinder. So that sort of thing is just, um, I don't know. It's funny that some of these things to me were vegan things, but really what they were was like the world and the internet kind of like becoming, as we talked about, I think last episode, I don't know if the word is fragmented or segmented. I don't know which of those is correct, but this idea where like, you know, everyone's interest can, can be pursued like to any, any degree you want because there's so much information about it. Um, and so that's what a lot of, or several of these things were. Uh, my big first update, though, would be, whereas I said before, buy everything else, Amy's, Annie's, Bob's, Tom's, Bragg, and Bronner's, which I thought was kind of cute because it was all these names. And they all yeah, sounded the next line, read the next line because I got a chuckle out of that this morning. I said, uh, no, these aren't our friends from the local farmer's market, though I'm sure it's no mistake they chose their brand names to sound like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you're you're so right. I, I guess I, this is still the case today. Like a lot of the health food stuff and and vegan stuff, it's all somebody's name, and that, you know that's a, I'm <laughs> that's sure that's true. intentional marketing thing. But I, I just I got a kick out of that. Not our local friends at the farmers market. So <laughs> right. still made me laugh, Matt. You still make oh, me good. laugh. Yeah, some of the I I had a, uh, when I read some of these older posts, I, I actually get a chuckle out of a lot, and I'm surprised that I that I wrote them. I think I was I think pre like kids and everything, I was just like a. I was just lighter and all the time making jokes. And then, <laughs> then life got serious with kids and pressures of work and all that. Um, anyway, my update now is is buy Bonza everything. Anything I can get at Bonza, mm. which is only two mm. things right now, but I think there's going to be a lot more soon. Uh, that the, is, oh, oh, pizza crust, is it? Yeah, pizza pasta crust and pasta. And pizza. All different pasta shapes and pizza crust. In fact, I had Bonza pasta last night, and my daughter had a Bonza pizza crust last night. Uh, so those are very popular items in our house. They're made from chickpeas. Um so that would be my first update. Um, related to that is that we do a whole lot of Trader Joe's nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I, I may have mentioned Trader Joe's in this post um, because I talked about, oh, so eat weird pastas, right? The Bonza pasta is a perfect example of eating a weird pasta. Um, spelt quinoa and corn. Remember the quinoa and corn pastas for a while? That was like the yeah. the big one, that, that teal box. That mm-hmm. seems to have uh, have given way to bonza i'm not sure if that's true or not but uh and brown rice pasta i don't know some of those those to me have faded away compared to chickpea pasta um but trader joe's for a while was doing the red lentil pasta that was very good i think they still are but trader joe's in general uh has become a big source of a lot of staples for us they just they just have made a lot of things that are very convenient for vegans and i have appreciated that um and then my other like kind of direct update was to Oh, put tofu, avocados, and black beans in desserts. I was kind of rewriting some of these without having read this post, just thinking what what are the weird things we do now. And I had actually re-listed this one because we just did black bean, uh, I'm sorry, we did avocado brownies the other day. Mm-hmm. But the more modern thing is the the aquafaba. That's the 
that's the the new you know it's not that new anymore but the chick using the chickpea water in your whipped things to make whipped cream or meringue or whatever you're yep. doing it like that i feel like that was not even discovered at least not in any mainstream sense uh mm-hmm. whenever with this but nowadays like that's that's big time being dessert you know must must do yeah and i would i would say that is still a vegan thing like right like that is maybe probably all of these tofu avocados black beans in desserts but uh but i would say that one is 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 particularly relevant like you could put that on a list today and right true it'd be weird um yes. okay so i got a couple i got a couple updates here okay the um so the live microwave free so that was something that uh we both did for a long time i no longer do it's built in it was built into our house when we moved in and we didn't un remove it from the because that would look weird um <laughs> right but what what i uh what's funny is that we don't use it very often i think a lot of people who are you know just foodies in general but um you know kind of into cooking stuff aren't heating stuff up in the microwave very very frequently because there are so many better ways to reheat food mm-hmm. but what um what's funny about this one is that to, the update here is is microwave free but add in all these other kitchen items so like <laughs> your vitamix and your blend tech you know you can't have vegan every vegan has a has a high power blender right your uh your air fryer yep um your rice cooker your uh crock pot your, your <laughs> do, fancy do you toaster have, oven do you have rice cookers i i well i do have rice cooker actually yeah yeah <laughs> we don't have it out on the counter but we have one good um uh, your pressure cooker, which we don't have a pressure cooker, and and I, we, you know, I'm I'm listing these. I only have maybe half of them because we don't we don't have an air fryer either. Right. But, um, the instant pot, right? That's the pressure cooker. The instant pot. Instant, instant pot. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, uh, you know, your crock pot, your fancy toaster oven, like all that stuff. Uh, yep. it's just so funny because <laughs> I feel like I don't know how vegan or like mainstream that stuff is. I mean, I think air fryers are kind of and instant pots are kind of pretty mainstream. Certainly, crockpots are, but but you just hear about them in the vegan community a lot. Yeah, I think I think not positive. I think these things sort of took hold in the vegan community, and like instant pot, definitely like that was a that was a vegan item for a long time, at least to my understanding. Like we learned about it on the vegan cruise first, and everyone's talking mm-hmm. about it, and then all these people were making instant pot things, uh, and it was all in the vegan space. So I don't know if it maybe the same thing was happening in other spaces too, but I have a sense that the vegan movement was very important for those those products to get launched yeah yeah i think you're probably right about that so i gotta i gotta chuckle thinking about you know you're ditching the microwave but you're adding in all of this other <laughs> right right yeah so we uh, also did like you go we got rid of the microwave in fact i think i don't know if it was inspired by you or at least um encouraged in seeing that you did it and i think i remember asking you how you did it and stuff and then we ended up getting rid of ours we're in the same situation whereas now we have one just installed in our house and uh yeah, I use it again, and like that's kind of a theme for us. Like, I don't have any hesitation using the microwave, except just sort of a general quality issue. Like, if there's a food right. that I can just better reheat in the toaster, and it's going to taste better for you're not going to get all rubbery after two minutes or whatever, yep. um, then I'll do some other way. But I think I've just sort of like, and, and when you mentioned the countertop thing, like that's also kind of a little bit the opposite of the uh, live with very little stuff mm. thing. Mm-hmm which is the minimalism thing is very much one of the huge benefits of minimalism is you get all this nice counter space and other space when you just get rid of things. Um, but I've definitely like just kind of swung back the other way on a lot of these things. Uh, I don't know. Like, and, and another quick update here is, uh, is that I didn't have an equivalent one here, but I, I get all excited about going to Taco Bell again. And like, <laughs> Like when I first went vegan, that was the opposite. I, I I swore off that stuff forever because there was nothing for me to get at Taco Bell, at least not that I knew. And then once I went and tried it, because uh, I heard that PETA had a blog post that would tell you the vegan things you could get there. And it was, I forget what it was, but it was, I think it was seven layer burrito, no cheese, no sour cream or something. And I got it and like, I didn't think it was very good at all. The refried beans were terrible and I just was used to eating more stuff that I had made. But but now and with the soccer and like I think also this is just sort of the the phase of life that I'm in with more driving and more just kind of parenting. Uh, if if the convenience of a Taco Bell and now that they've become so vegetarian friendly and and really by extension vegan friendly, uh, if you just order the fresco version of anything, you'll get the no no cheese or sour cream and you'll get tomatoes and onions instead. I think something like that. 
but anyway, it just, it's like, I don't know, somehow like all these things like, and the same with all the fake meats and everything, like we went through this little weird period, not weird, this period where we weren't doing any of that stuff. And that was like the appeal of it. And now that, I don't know if this is the plant-based movement maturing or just me like moving through that initial honeymoon phase where all you want to do is like do do all the vegan stuff. Uh, I don't know. Like now I do more mainstream things in a vegan way because it's kind of easy to do them. Yeah. So one of mine, so we each wrote some new ones that aren't related to the current list. And one of mine was rediscovering fast food restaurants um, <laughs> for, for that reason. And, and I, you know, it's so funny. I, I have not gone to Taco Bell in years. I guess still haven't. For whatever reason, I haven't done that. But, you know, like the uh, the Impossible Whopper and the KFC Nuggets and, yep. um, you know, the now plant. plant. I haven't had it. And uh, it is vegan, right? It is not just vegetarian. You know, I don't know that for sure. It, I think it's only in California and Texas right now. Okay. Uh, I just went to the website yesterday and saw that, and I think that's right. But uh, the picture had, like, a cheese on it. I'm, uh, I'm guessing everything. Similar to the Whopper, you, you probably have to get it. Yeah. Right. But I think it would be a big mistake for them to make that and not make it vegan. That'd, that'd be kind of silly. Yeah. Like, what would be the point? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but it's just uh, like I had written down rediscovering fast food restaurants because for so long I just never ate it anywhere but maybe Chipotle, with, you know, fast casual right. or something. Right. Um, went on the road. And now you now there's all these options, which is kind of fun. You know, before you move on from this one, uh, I actually had a new vegan fast food last week. Not new oh. to me. Not, not entirely new. But it's been on my list. Uh, Del Taco. You know that one? Um. Uh, this is ringing a huge bell right now, but <laughs> I I only really see them I think when I drive through South Carolina, but I think okay. they're I think they're more than that. But like it seems to me like there are none in North Carolina, and I don't think there are many or any in Florida or Georgia, which is a, a route that I for whatever reason I'm often traveling. Um, mm-hmm. But South Carolina has lots of Del Tacos, and they now have the Beyond Meat thing you can get in different tacos. So there's like two or three like you know, dedicated, they're vegetarian items, but all you have to do is get not cheese and sour cream again, and you get the vegan versions. But they have like a burrito, two kinds of burritos and two kinds of tacos that involve this Beyond Meat stuff. And, uh, you know, it was okay. It was, I was, hope, what I was hoping to get out of Del Taco was for it to be Chipotle-like, but not require me to get out of the car and slow down my uh-huh. trip. Yeah. Um, and Chipotle has those, uh, those sofritas, I guess it's called, where yep. it's like the tofu thing. So like, that's more of kind of a Closer to a whole food, something that's not a whole food, but it's like a little bit closer because it's yeah. tofu. Uh, this is Beyond Meat, and it's not. It, this seems like the quality of ingredients is roughly on par with Taco Bell's quality of ingredients, so yeah. not not a whole lot better, but just a different taco option. Uh, so anyway, if you're in South Carolina or a state that has Del Tacos, worth a try. Check it out. Check it out. Yes. So the other one, the other one I wanted to update um, was Run with Dates. Uh huh. Which I think when you probably wrote this, the only alternative to like an energy gel would have been a date and an energy gel back then would have been primarily goo, which I don't think was vegan right. at the time uh, right. or, or some like, you know, early cliff shots, which were just really gross and like huge. I don't know if you remember the old ones, but the like packs were like two or three times as big as the, yeah, uh, I do remember that as, as, uh, as goo. Uh, so, you know, you really were fairly limited in, in the type of kind of cleaner version of, of running fuel. And now, like the whole market has shifted, right? There's all these new brands um, that are more whole foodish based, uh, and you know, of course, we have Plant Bites, our own uh, whole food running fuel that is, you know, actual nuggets of whole food, mm-hmm. and you know, similar to dates, uh, but in a more compact and and more uh, uh, what do, how would you describe more? There's electrolytes in there. There's all kinds of good stuff that's designed specifically for for fueling your, your workouts. Um, and so, uh, I think that at the time, you know, running with dates felt totally crazy. And now it's now like everyone just knows that whole foods are, or, or can be just as good. Yeah. Everyone in the vegan space. But I think, I still think like we're, we have a certain blindness here to, I think what mainstream world thinks, because there are still a lot of people who I tell that to, and they're like, Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Like that would be perfect. <laughs> Uh, but they're not, they're not vegans. The people who, who just want to know, like, what can I have? If I don't like gels. Um, but yeah, totally. Like, I it's used just to, not... you know, this is a, this is a side note kind of semi related, but I used to spend so much time prepping food for my long runs. Cause I would, <laughs> yeah. I would like, I didn't have a dehydrator or anything, but I would like slow bake dehydrate, uh, um, 
sweet potatoes and mm-hmm. like cover them in salt and i would do like whole food like dates and bananas and wraps and just spend so much time prepping my food for a 50 mile long run yeah i know it's funny i, I yeah so stuff I, I know i think it depends like i like i've thought about this before too i sometimes feel guilty that i don't put much effort into nutrition around workouts anymore i just you know just it's just convenience is more important to me now than it was then but like i used to like make the bread and brazier things out of thrive and like i'd spend all this time and oh, yeah. seek uh-huh. out all these ingredients that i would get and then make this energy drink or homemade gel or whatever uh yeah i don't do any of that i mean just it's just i mean I, surely there's some benefit and if you're like if that's what you're into right now is getting the absolute most out of your workouts and you know your workout goal is your most important thing in your life then there's no reason not to do that but but yeah i mean just it, it just has definitely taken a backseat to to everything else so usually plant protein bites is a is a big time favorite post and during workout thing of mine mm-hmm. uh, or just regular plant bites but if you don't mind the extra fat in there which which i actually like that kind of as a as a post-workout thing um then then the plant protein bites is, is a great choice yes absolutely so do you have any more to update um you know some of them are, i think like are strange well not strange like could be um such as so instead of instead of not using a microwave now we don't use paper towels anymore and i don't know if when i wrote this mm. we weren't using paper towels but uh we definitely don't do that and we just use a whole lot more reusable things i think mm-hmm. that's that's not us it's just the world has kind of gone yeah, that way a, that's a trend yeah so like reusable cups that you bring around and a lot of races well this might have been a covid thing too but but the races were saying bring your own cup mm-hmm. uh and then there's like collapsible cups you can bring for that purpose um you know the little the little mess kit or whatever we have silverware and it's something you bring like i don't know people just do more of that matt i am just so pleased that you bring your own four places <laughs> well i i don't like doing any of this but Aaron does <laughs> and so and oh, i'm not my heart know. is just, just so warmed by this this is great <laughs> i don't bring my own four game we have we have a couple little mess kits that the kids use and they they do it sometimes but uh <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. At least you have them. Yeah, that's right. Something. Um, <laughs> and I use paper towels. That's pretty good. That is for good. the past ten years. But I just think about how much water we use when we wash these these napkins and things that we're reusing. So I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, how um, often are you? Well, never mind. We didn't get into that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, other changes. Dehydrate things. I don't really dehydrate things very much. But you mentioned the air fryer, and that has taken over, and that should have made this list if it was written three years later uh but just the other day my daughter maybe she's now on the vegan journey that i was on when i wrote this post she made uh she made banana peel bacon from from carly plant use instagram oh, one yeah. of her one uh-huh. of her whatever it's called what's that series called doug do you remember um the like yeah no no you know, waste we, or we reuse, everything yeah yeah scrappy scrappy cooking i think yeah there you go scrappy uh yeah, the, the banana peels baking was really good. I was not expecting at all to like it, and I just sort of, you know, reluctantly tried it to encourage her cooking. Ellery, my daughter, not not Carly. Uh, and it was actually really good. I was shocked at how good the banana, banana peel bacon was. Hmm. So that totally would have gone on this list had that been happening uh, when I wrote this. And then my other update is, instead of drinking weird-ass smoothies, I feel like the massive smoothie has kind of become... Mm. Uh, a thing and the, the first one who did this for me was Sid Garza Hillman he like said his his food basically for the first I don't know m- maybe his whole work day he would just bring in a 64 ounce smoothie uh-huh. and he would just drink it over the course of the day and this is when smoothies were like this controversial thing and they still kind of are to some people that you shouldn't be you know having much smoothie and his his oh his thing was well look at me and I do this and I'm fine um which is not not great science necessarily <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh I don't know it's That's like that more powerful than science that's right perhaps uh yeah so i don't know like the the intermittent fasting thing or the idea that you could just have a huge movie and that's kind of what you're going to have for the first you know 10 hours of the day uh it has it, caught on a little bit more and, and i think a lot of people do this i've de- definitely filled up some some uh, you know big ball what is it ball jars is that what they're called doug yeah, yeah from the canning world mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh that's another thing i do a whole lot of is I have tons of jars around my house now uh <laughs> that's, that's very true <laughs> yeah and so those uh you know i filled up those and brought them around for my food for the day uh but intermittent fasting could have almost made this list but i feel like that's just such a widespread thing that to call that a vegan thing would would not be fair 
Yep. And and one last update, and then I think we should move on. Is the uh, the live in Asheville? Asheville is still a great vegan city. Uh, yeah. But I feel like you, you don't have to live in Asheville. You don't have to live in a vegan city to to be. You know, I think. For, well, let me back back up. For a long time, um, you know, if you lived in some random place or a small city or something uh, that didn't have maybe the alternative lifestyle culture or something, then mm-hmm. uh, it was just really hard to get vegan food. And that, that is just not the case anymore. I think you can find vegans everywhere now and you can find vegan foods, you know, everywhere now. I mean, certainly it's easier in some places than others yeah, uh, in certain cultures than others. But, um, but it's just, uh, y- you know, you don't have to f- flock to, or you don't have to be from a, a vegan friendly city in order to, uh, to, you know, have a vegan community. Right. That, that is a massive difference from, how things were in 2012 like mm-hmm. we one of the huge reasons we went to Asheville or was yeah, went to Asheville from Baltimore area where we were was like you like you just couldn't I don't want to say you couldn't but we as new vegans or maybe we were new vegetarians no we were still vegan then or we, we had become vegan by then um yeah like there, there just wasn't a go out and eat scene like you just it was like you almost couldn't go out to eat unless you had exactly in mind you know what you were going to get at Outback that was like somehow happened to be vegan uh, there just wasn't that thing, and, and it's uh, why I'm why I'm hesitating here is it's not that it didn't exist like like there were Thai restaurants and Indian restaurants and there were places you could go out and find vegan food, we just didn't know how to do it, and and I think like a mainstream person who imagines going vegan imagines there's not going to be any food for you, uh, and in a lot of places that's very true like there's certainly some some more rural places where you wouldn't even find a Thai or Indian restaurant like we were able to find in the suburbs, uh. So that's that's a huge difference. Like I feel like just ten years ago, if you were vegan, it, it was possible that you lived somewhere where there was nothing for you to eat. And now, like we said, with the fast food, like it, it's not impossible. Not that that's a, a nice, good going out culture is going out to Burger King, but <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's just way different. And I think it's only yeah. moving more and more. That you way. know, what, you know what I'm really excited about on on that note is that for a long time, like the comment, like if you went to a deli or something and they had a vegan sandwich, it'd be called the vegan or the vegetarian or something. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that that trend is is uh, <laughs> is slipping away. Yeah. I, had to, yeah. I had to order something the other day um, at a at a place, and the the only vegan thing, you know, you could probably make a few things vegan, but they had a, they had a sandwich called the vegan, and that was like the the one vegan thing on the menu. And just like ordering that, I was like, man, I haven't done that in a long time, and <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad yeah. that people are getting more creative. You know, I don't like the sandwich name either, like the the Fred or the the mm. the, the Susan. <laughs> I think it's stupid. All right, let's pause for a second. Hey, hold on. Before we pause, okay. Doug, okay. I thought you were going to scoop us. I thought you were going to give us the new hot up-and-coming, you know, weirdo city that Asheville used to be and oh. now is now is not. I thought maybe you had the new one in mind. I, I, I don't know. you have anything? Aren't no. you plugged into this <laughs> I, kind of? I can, I can make up one. Um, <laughs> but yeah. no. I don't, I, I don't have any. Either. I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe since COVID, everything paused and there's not really any up-and-comer right now. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I bet I bet it's some random, like I bet it's some place in like Pennsylvania or something, somewhere in the Rust Belt. Yeah, right. Some sort of hipster kind of thing, or like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, I think you're probably right. All right, now let's pause. <laughs> All right, let's pause. Thank you so much. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you thank our first sponsor here? Okay, I will do that, Doug. Uh, this episode is also this episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They carry all of your favorite clean, nutritious brands that don't clean out your wallet. Shop everything from ethically sourced pantry essentials to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products. And if you find a lower price elsewhere, they'll even match it. Each and every item is vetted by Thrive's high standards, so you get the highest quality products at the best price. Plus, you can easily shop by diets and values like vegan, keto, low sugar, non-GMO, fair trade certified, and around 100 other options to sort by. As we're fond of saying, Doug, they have the vegan button you can press on the website just to see the vegan products. Uh, and when you become a member, Thrive Market donates a membership to a family in need. They've donated $4.5 million in healthy groceries already and counting. Thrive Market has monthly or annual membership options to suit your lifestyle. Doug, last time you told us about some of your amazing Thrive Market products, our big Thrive Market shipment came in as well. Uh, and I had to get the Louisville jerky, uh-huh. but I got new Carolina-style barbecue flavor, which I don't remember having before. Maybe they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was quite excited about that. And but perfect. I am, I loved it. They disappeared in like an hour, the two packs we had. <laughs> kids got into it and then it was gone. Uh-huh. Uh, and I am on a major coconut water kick. 
which oh. I feel like is I know like that belongs on this weird vegan post because it's an outdated yeah, trend. It like, seems like yeah, yeah from 2012. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. I was gonna say <laughs> you're way behind if you think that that's anything. <laughs> no, but if it's it was I've been paying a little more attention to electrolytes with water. I mentioned this probably to you with the hydration thing and trying to when I have water without food to put some electrolytes in there. Uh, but coconut water does it without a lot of sodium, and mm-hmm. it's just like a really good, delicious sports drink. I don't know. I never appreciated how it tasted before. Uh, maybe I was still used to like full full sugar sports drinks, but now I don't know. I just love it. Plain old coconut water. Um, anyway, so that's what we got from Thrive Market. Also popular though, and I believe you can also get at Thrive Market are the coconut waters with uh, with the fruit purees in them. So now you can get pineapple flavored and mango flavored. And usually they just have puree added to them. It's not like it's juice. So um, yeah, they're they're good things. But anyway, I got a big four pack of whatever they are, thirty two ounce coconut waters or something, Excellent. and uh, was pretty pumped about that. I, I I placed an order last night actually, and uh, it was it came to just over a hundred bucks, and I had saved forty seven dollars. So there's a good way to good way to save some money. Uh, get forty percent off your first order and a free gift worth over fifty dollars by joining today at thrivemarket.com/slash/no-meat. That's forty percent off your first order and a free gift worth over fifty dollars by going to thrivemarket.com/slash/no-meat. This episode is also brought to you by Coda. Coda is a new kind of document that brings words, data, and teams together. It comes with a set of building blocks that anyone can combine to create a doc as powerful as an app. With teams spread across the country, or our team spread across the world, and workflows spread out, this leads to jumping back and forth between documents, spreadsheets, and workflow apps to get things done. Coda simplifies this by bringing bringing all of your words and data into one central, flexible location. You can use your own setup to suit your needs with the ability for customization overall and an option for each team member to organize it their own way. There are plenty of template options for everything from meeting notes to a product roadmap to remote onboarding and more. As your team grows and your strategies evolve, Coda can grow with you and adapt. You can also connect and integrate to other tools like Slack, Google Calendar, Gmail, Shopify, Dropbox, and more, all of which we use on our suite of software, so it's awesome Mm -hmm. to connect it. And they connect your doc to the app of your choice. So you can pull live data or push updates out automatically. And Matt, you know, we we have for a long time uh, used all kinds of different documents, a, um, a different workflow, software, you know, of course our email, Slack, all that stuff. And uh, what Coda does, which is so awesome, when we're working on a project, you can bring everything all into one place for that project. So you have all the different communications, you have all the different data, all the different things in one place that you can shrink and like, fold up on itself so that it's not in the way and you can be communicating back and forth with your team members everything all in one place so that when you're working on a project it's all right there you don't have to go searching all over the web for it it's really quite a game changer for productivity with your team so we could put the podcast ads in a single coder doc and i wouldn't need to go clicking all around the web to find them and scramble that is exactly right okay (laughs) you could do it we could do exactly that which we we should we could could play an entire episode To have your team join free and get started working together, go to coda.io slash no meat and sign up today. That's C-O-D-A dot I-O slash no meat to get your team started today for free. All right. So we each have a couple of our of, of new ones here, right? Yeah, I only have one. Actually, I kind of used all mine up, but I have, I have one new one. Okay. I've got two. But you know, before we get into that, I wanted to I wanted to go back to something we were talking about very quickly, which was okay. the uh, having all the kitchen appliances on your counter versus not on the counter. Mm-hmm. So I think that both of us quite appreciate uh, clean, simple spaces right? mm-hmm. without a lot of clutter. We both like to declutter. We both like to uh, tidy up. It's magic uh, yep. if when you can do that and. Um, but what I, what I'm finding, especially in the kitchen, is that when you don't have an appliance out, I'm so much less likely to use it. And so, uh, for example, uh, we pulled out our a crock pot for the first time in probably two years or a year and a half, maybe pulled out a crock pot a couple months ago, uh, and and made some chili for it, chili with it, and. Uh, <laughs> we were like, why are we not doing this all the time? It took <laughs> us ten minutes to prep it. It was delicious. We had it for. You know, multiple meals. It was so good, and uh, it's. Be, I think it's because it's like hidden. You don't think about it. You don't like plan for it, because uh, we had it stuffed away somewhere. And so now we've been leaving it out, and we've been making a couple of cockpot meals a week, 
Um, and it's been like a total shift in, in what we're doing. Maybe that's just because we're kind of excited about it. Mm-hmm. It feels a little bit new because we haven't done it all that much. But I honestly think it's at least in part because we have it and we're seeing it and we're doing things with it. Yeah, I've I've thought about this a good bit actually, uh, because my wife Erin she didn't she didn't get in on the uh, the the Marie Kondo thing like I did, perhaps because I pushed it a little too hard, uh, and so she she's more prone to do and, and she has she's definitely like evolved a good bit and I'm quite happy with her her amount of minimalism, uh, but <laughs> she she likes the uh, like leave something out to remind me to do something idea. And, and I'm always saying, like, it's fine. I get that it reminds you, but there's a whole lot better ways to remind you to do something than to leave a big object out on your kitchen counter. She doesn't leave things on the counter. But to me, like, rather than put a crock pot on your counter, how about how about a little Google reminder once a day that says, do you want to make chili tonight? And then you don't have to have this big thing on your counter. Uh, and, and perhaps you get a little more dependable, deliberate reminder to make that chili. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I know what you mean. And I... I think that is one of the problems of having stuff away is that we don't have those reminders that we used to have. Uh, but what I wonder is, can we can we get those reminders back a, a different way? So I get that. I think that's that's a really valid um, counter counter offer counter mm-hmm. point. Uh, and and I, you know, I'd say you're probably right about that. I wonder though also if uh, if part of it is just like the hassle of getting it out. You know, even though it's not that much, but it just feels like more work. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, legit. That's a legit concern. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think yeah, it's a it's a trade off when it comes to counter space. Yeah, because it. But I do it, love a clean counter. I know it's really nice to have nothing out there, but I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. All right, so uh, new things. Uh, you want me to go first? Uh sure. I will get mine out. It, this is this isn't a great one, but this is something that I found myself doing more and more, and. Uh, and it, and it would fit right in with this post. What I do a whole lot is I don't really eat salads that much anymore. I just mm. eat the greens right out of the box. I just have the box <laughs> open next to me while I'm cooking. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't had that many salads recently, so I'm just going to get the box out. And I just eat it. And I'll eat, I'll eat half of a box of arugula like that. And no, no dressing, no anything. I just, I just stuff it in my mouth like it's a bag of chips that I am just keep going back for more from. And it's actually it's not a bad habit. I think it's... I don't, it's not quite as good maybe as a salad because, well, it depends what you're putting on your salad, but a little bit of fat on the salad will help you absorb some things better. So I'm probably not absorbing the nutrients I would get if I had some avocado or even a little olive oil on there, but, uh, it's not bad. And I actually really like it. I, I, I have, it's not, not gross at all. Eat, eat a big handful of greens. No, I, I, I agree with that. I think, especially, uh, like something with more flavor, like uh, an arugula, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just eating, uh, I mean, not that just plain lettuce or something would be gross, but, uh, yeah, it just wouldn't, right. It wouldn't be interesting. I used to snack on sprouts a lot. I used to like go to the grocery store. This was even before I went vegan. I would like get a massive bag of sprouts Oh yeah, and just, uh, and just like snack on those cause they're so refreshing. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh, um, so here's, here's one of mine. It is, uh, vegans quit eating rice and that's not totally true. Of course we still eat rice. <laughs> But, um, but I think that this is, this is probably just a health food thing in general, but certainly probably more prevalent in the vegan community where yep. instead of rice, you're choosing barley or quinoa or wild rice or, or, or the cauliflower rice, which is cauliflower a very rice thing now. or yeah. farro. Is it farro? Farro? I've, I've heard both. I try to say farro, but I don't know. Farro, you know, you're just like choosing all these other different grains and then replacing and, and, and using that instead of rice. Yeah. Um, and I we do that all the time, you know. We're, you know, we're, rice is definitely not a. Uh, it's it's you know it's, it's we have some of course, and we we cook it, but it's not like the default. Yeah, and that's probably a good thing because of the arsenic issues in rice. Mm-hmm. Those are those are not insignificant issues, and it definitely has changed ever since I learned about that. Uh, has changed the way that we eat rice. So when we when we cook it, we'll do it like pasta method, where you have a huge pot and boil it, and then pour off the water, uh, rather than having all the water be absorbed into the rice because mm-hmm. then all the then the arsenic stays in the rice um or if you get it imported from thailand or india that's also a pretty safe way to have less but anyway that's i think this is behind why we do the same thing we definitely have much less rice than we used to and i think it's for that reason but i, I don't feel like that's why the whole world doesn't do rice anymore and i i think it's i don't know i feel like people think of rice as like a carb that's not good to have 
mm-hmm. and that's why they don't do it, which is silly. But I think that's why people do. And, and I get, it. I get like, I think some of that's silly. I also think it's a great thing to mix it up and have have barley or farro instead, uh, or quinoa. You know, they're they're great. And the cauliflower rice, I'm I'm into that idea for sure, because uh, I think getting a vegetable instead of a green is often a, a better choice. Um, so yeah, I get it. But you're right. That is that is definitely a, a kind of a vegan move. Mm-hmm. If you were gonna get a, a the vegan at a at a at a place that you know wasn't doing sandwich maybe a bowl, it would definitely have non rice in there. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I went to uh, Kava. You know Kava. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I went to one of those and I got something other than rice. I forget what it was. I used to eat a lot of Kava in DC. Yeah, I think Kava's bigger there than it is here. Mm-hmm. But they got a couple in Charlotte. Good place. All right. I got another one here. Okay. And I, I wouldn't say this is necessarily true. I mean, all of these, of course, are our own experiences and not everyone's experience. But um, I think this is wi- widely true after a certain number of years. Uh, and that is you stop craving meat. Like, meat just uh, is no longer... Like, mm-hmm. I, when I when I, um, when I first went vegetarian when i first went vegetarian i had an exemption for barbecue <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh and then you know of course shortly after i went fully vegetarian and then when i first then when i went vegan you know i just kept thinking like i'm gonna miss the burger and for a while i did you know and i missed the barbecue and i missed certain things but that is just not the case anymore i don't know if it's because the substitutes are just so much better uh like or the uh alternatives or whatever whatever you want to call them um mm-hmm. but i just don't like it you know i don't drive by a barbecue place and smell barbecue and, and start salivating anymore, you know? Yeah. I, you actually work above it. a barbecue place now, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. My office is directly above a barbecue place <laughs> <laughs> and a butcher shop. <laughs> Temporary office, right? Temporary. Yep. Yeah. We are, uh, I'm, yep. You're out of the, uh, unfortunately I'm, I'm out of my, my home office for about two months and then I'll be back. Gotcha. While we do some renovations. Yeah, I'm with you on this, and I don't know the reason. Um, certainly, cravings go away as you get used to not having the thing. I mean, it's just, it just, I think how our bodies work. But mm-hmm. when you, when you're having something, you know, often you it, you develop. I don't know if addiction is the right word, but but definitely a almost a dependence on it, where it just seems like you need that thing. Um, cheese. People always talk about how cheese, how there's some kind of casomorphine in there that actually makes it addictive. I don't know how true that is, but I, mean, I believe it's in there. I don't know if it actually is, truly makes it addictive or not. But um, people seem seem to be very afraid of giving up cheese, or say that they assume that they just couldn't give up cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like that one, I think is one where I don't know why this seems so different from the plant based meats, but like I feel like the the quality, especially since this blog post was written in 2012, the quality of the vegan cheese available has has changed so much uh, that you can. You can get really good vegan cheese. Not necessarily the melty kind, but you can get good, uh, you know, like the Miyoko's cheese or kite, mm-hmm. the cream cheeses that are out there. I mean, like, they're maybe they're a little different from the regular thing, but there's nothing gross about the way they're different. It's not like the old soy cheeses used to be where it was different in this very gross way. Uh, now they're just, it's just like a slightly different food, but it, it to me, you know, satisfies whatever whatever longing there was for cheese. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. This is like the cravings. I feel like cravings for me lasted for maybe only probably two years where I was like thinking about the food. And then after that, it just, it just didn't, you just get used to it. It's still fun to have the plant meats. And like, when I know we have a, a thing of impossible nuggets in the freezer, I'll, I will kind of crave that, but it's not, I don't know. It's just, it's very different. Yeah, it is very different. And then, all right. So I do have one more that's maybe a little depressing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we had a whole episode about this and, and it came to mind uh, because I was looking yesterday, I was looking through some of our best, uh, most popular interviews with uh, female guests and, mm-hmm. um, and was, so I was just looking at our top most downloaded episodes and this was maybe number three or number four was uh, about um, kind of overstating the uh, science behind veganism. Mm-hmm. And so the one I have here is uh, is that people vegans think that the plant based diet is the cure for everything, and um, and you know I think that we just see that so much as like they're just you know that 
if if you're vegan, you're not gonna get sick. You're not you're gonna perform your best. You're not gonna um, I don't know have all these different health issues. You're, you know, the world's gonna be a, <laughs> it save the environment and save everything. You know, and and it is such a good thing for all of those things, but yep. it's not the, necessarily the cure for everything. Yeah, and so you're saying that is that's more more prevalent now than it used to be. Well. Uh, that's just one that wasn't on this list and probably more prevalent now than it used to be as like, you know, I just think that, uh, once you get vegan, you get so excited about it and you start reading about how it does right, help right. have all these health benefits and how it does have these performance benefits and how it is so much better for the environment and for animals. And, and there's like so many benefits and you get all excited about it. And all of a sudden, like, I, th- I think that a lot of, a lot of vegans just say, you know, just assume that it's the cure for everything. And it is, it is helpful for a lot of things, <laughs> a whole lot of things, you know, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, I think that that's just kind of one of those things. And, and I would say that that's, if you're into anything, especially health related, then, um, then you just like have these blinders on to where you just kind of think that that is the path forward for everything. Um, and, uh, and, and, and vegans certainly aren't immune to that. Yep. I think that's true. Uh, with that, and this is actually a good way to wrap up because it's kind of what started the post was the idea of TikTok content that that some of the popular TikTok content was was basically vegans making fun of themselves. For me, that's like I wasn't on. There was no Instagram, or if there was, it wasn't wasn't really not much was going on there uh, in 2011, 2012. At least I don't think so. But um, like. Maybe because I'm on there now, but I just see a whole lot more of vegans making fun of themselves on mm-hmm. social media. Like, there's a lot, there's a willingness to do that. Like, when I wrote that weird vegan post and several other similar posts on Nomad Athlete back in those days, a lot of people just got a little bit angry at it. Like, it just seemed like you weren't supposed to do that or like you weren't being a good vegan. Uh, I don't know, by, by like saying some of this stuff was weird. I remember even saying the word weird. Someone got upset once about that and saying, this isn't weird. This is like the way things should be and all this stuff. And it was just like, I don't know. But I feel like nowadays, like it's, it's more of a joke to make fun of the way we are. And, and a lot of, a lot of different Instagram posts and memes and things about, you know, that, that you get, you see it if you're vegan and you, and you get a chuckle cause you're like, yep, that's, that's what I do. Just the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing. I think that's definitely makes us really, I mean, in embracing that weirdness makes us less weird and, you know that's that's a good thing definitely i think so too and uh you know it's just okay to be a little bit weird it is be different more than ever (laughs) absolutely i'm glad you're a weird vegan matt yes me too doug same with you thanks thanks all right any closing thoughts doug's final final thoughts do we have a downward facing doug this week no downward facing doug but uh you you kind of uh, hinted to this in the ad. Um, mm-hmm. We heard at, at the end of last episode. I, I asked for some uh, some people to write in if they had experiences with the um, listening to too much content, kind of over, content overload. A couple people did, and uh, and there was the the request for bringing back the subway hot take hotline, <laughs> subway fresh, fresh take, take hotline. hotline, fresh take hotline. Yes. Um, yes. So we're gonna do it. We we didn't get organized enough to get the the number ready for this week, but um, look out on social media for that, and and also listen to upcoming episodes. I like it. Maybe we make a one eight hundred flowers inbox. People can email and give us give us podcast feedback right at that inbox. <laughs> Man, we had some great sponsors. Made up sponsors. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we, got, we got we got yeah we got we got Very big time ones early. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep well thanks for listening everybody and um, stay weird there you go stay weird